Welcome back to... Well, shut the fuck up, because I'm <laughs> introing. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Rabbit Ears, my friends. Today, I've got Mr. Animated TV Shows himself, Mr. Caleb from the... Net Mr. Caleb from the Netflix and Squirrel podcast. Caleb, what's up? Uh, nothing. I'm just here. I'm here. I'm very tired. I'm a sleepy boy. Well, we were talking, like, and you say a lot on your podcast how many hours a week you work, and we have one day a week off. Is that what I recall? Mm -hmm. I, I can't. I'm actually, I have alternating two and three day weekends, but I used to have all three day weekends, and I'm getting ready to go back to that, and that makes me happy. Tuesdays off is not enough for yeah. me. I need three. I don't know. Um, I actually... Uh... Like, like you said, we were talking a bit. I got offered a promotion and uh, like so my boss's boss's boss came and was talking to me about it. And he was like, so, you know, based on 48, 48 hour work week, like this is what your salary breaks down to be like you're, you're working 48 hours. Right. And I was like, but I'm working like <laughs> 60 to 65 hours. And he's like, oh, that shouldn't be happening. And I was like, well, tell my boss that. And then he was like, so we're going to the store. We want you to go manage like we'll we'll fly you up there this weekend and like you'll be up there Monday checking it out. You're off Monday anyway. Right. And I was like, I work six days a week. Uh. And he's like, yeah, that definitely shouldn't be happening. <laughs> so I kind of just like blew up my boss's spot a little bit, but. Well, if it's the truth, it's the truth. You're not supposed to, what, you know, lie to cover your boss? Well, and I mean... Not about that. Well, what, what the fuck else am I going to do? Like, let incompetent people do nothing all day and not pick Correct. up the slack? Because everybody but me is fucking useless. Welcome to why I hated management. It was the fucking worst. That is not my bag, baby. Yeah. I actually, like... A while ago, they offered me because I was just doing like receptionist front desk at a small salon. It's like I think the total employees for this company, is, like eight people. And I work with them all every day. Um, but they were like, do you want to take over as like a salon coordinator, like create this position for you? And they were scared to ask because they know how much I don't want responsibility. <laughs> I've like done a full 180 from that hard management restaurant shit. I will never go back. I don't know. I don't mind the responsibility. I definitely enjoy making stupid money, so. Yeah. More power to you, man. It takes all types. We need people like you that can fucking hustle like that, and we need people like me that can do it moderately when they feel <laughs> like it. I guess. <laughs> I decreed it, so it's it's facts, bro. Alright, so um, I know you have no free time, but what have you been watching that you would like to mention since the last we spoke? Uh, well, Dan and I have been uh, doing the worst possible thing ever, which is in one month trying to uh, watch all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, all five parts. Uh, not, like, not counting the part that is currently like in the middle of airing that Netflix acquired the rights to and is fucking releasing in blocks because i hate them yeah they're I, why are they doing that with stranger things too they keep doing that and i fucking it, it makes me offensive. not care about their shows are there that many people that are signing up for just a month for one show like no i don't feel like that's very many people these I don't days know. it's gonna take them three years to release <laughs> fucking uh jojo part six so it's absurd. And I would like to mention that thus far, I told Dan for this season four, like, I can't fucking do it. I watched all of the other with you guys, and uh, you stole my weekend last weekend. It was only a two-day weekend. Yeah. You stole it from me. Well, that was that was always allowed. Um, you can watch them <laughs> at your own pace. It's a good show. I like it a lot. It's 
becomes a worse show if you power through it. Yeah, it was rough. A lot of shows, though, can't handle that kind of a binge. Mm -hmm. Adventure Time, though. Adventure Time can handle it. It goes by so fast. Yeah, it's so easy. So I was twin binging Adventure Time and JoJo last weekend. So whenever I wasn't watching JoJo, I was popping on Adventure Time. So... Yeah, it's all very fresh. Um, I think, what other shows did I watch, though? I usually like to give a little... Um, I watched Bridgerton, that's right. I watched Bridgerton, it was forgettable as fuck. Um, And that's the only other thing I watched. I kept up a little bit with the dropout, but not really. It's not that good. I don't know. I, uh, I, I watched, like, all the... Marvel Disney Plus shows, those were fine. I didn't even um, go back to finish Hawkeye. I don't know. I know I know that it's the one that like no one likes, but I kind of think that like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was my favorite cuz I feel like it really? was the one that like had something to say and the rest are just like filler content until we get movies because coronavirus killed movie theaters. Indeedly doodly. Um I don't know. I need to get back to it, but I was I started watching Doom Patrol on HBO Max. Oh yeah. Oh, we watched an episode of Peacemaker. It was we didn't go back yeah. to it. I don't know. Doom Patrol, we uh like crushed the first season in like a weekend and then just I got onto other shit and haven't circled back on it yet. Really good show though. Okay. There you have it, people. All right, Caleb, are you ready to venture back to 2010 when Adventure Time aired to kind of get the vibe of what was going down? I am. All right, so TV series, we had Sherlock, The Walking Dead, Hot in Cleveland, R.I.P. Betty White, and uh, Skating with the Stars, which I think was like a fucking desperate attempt to latch on to the popularity of Dancing Mm -hmm. with the Stars, but ice skating. Cool. Disaster. Um. Movies, The Last Airbender, which oh, fuck. I've never seen, but I wanted to mention. Yep. Um, a Secretariat, starring, starring Bojack, yeah. uh, Twilight Eclipse, and The Other Guys all came out that year. It was a wild year for movies, by the way. I had like 60 listed, and it was either awesome or garbage. There was very little in between. Music was Fuck You by CeeLo Green, Baby by Justin Bieber featuring Ludacris, Hey Soul Sister by Train, and Use Somebody by Kings of Leon. That doesn't fucking take you back, Oh my god, I'm in a time machine. (laughs) Um, And then pop culture-wise, Instagram was founded and the iPad was released. We got the Antoine Dodson Gregory Brothers remix for the virtual. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up. Trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kids. Hide your wife. That shit is still fire. And then on a swift downturn, the Haiti earthquake registering at a 7.0 killed almost a quarter million people, injured another 300,000 and left a million homeless. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they recently came out with a new episode of the real or a new season of the Real Housewives of Miami. It was on hiatus for like eight years, and one of the housewives lost her brother and two of his small children in the Haiti earthquake. So she did like a fundraiser thing for it. It was very sad to like see it, how it impacts like personal people and their stories is just hard to hear. You know, I'm gonna have the fucking Antoine Dodson video stuck in my head all day now. Um, I used to have like a curated like collection of memes that involved him the like my favorite one was like (laughs) it was the velociraptor from jurassic park and they put like his hair and like bandana thing on it and it said well obviously we have a raptor in jurassic park (laughs) (laughs) fucking stupid i still use that obviously gif all the time oh yeah it's so good we love you, Antoine Dodson. Um, all right, so Adventure Time aired from 2010 to 2018 for, I'm going to say, 10 seasons and 279 episodes. IMDb is claiming that this other category is a season 11, and it's like 10 episodes that are two or three minutes long each, which I didn't know that even existed, so I did not watch that. Um, 
It aired on the Cartoon Network. It's rated an 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb and was created by Pendleton Ward. The two summaries that IMD provided were both hot trash, so I chose the shorter one to make it easy. Um, A 12-year-old boy and his best friend, a wise 28-year-old dog with magic powers, go on a series of surreal adventures with each other in a remote future. The other one was like spoilery AF. Yeah, Yeah, it was not great. Uh, Starring John DiMaggio, Jeremy Shada or Shada. Tom Kenny, Hendon Walsh, Nikki Yang, Pendleton Ward, Dee Bradley Baker, Steve Little, Olivia Olson, and believe it or not, Andy Milanakis. Schmandy Schmilanakis. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's one thing I didn't realize is that Pendleton Ward, because he created the show, um, I didn't realize he actually did some of the voice acting on it, too, because he was Lumpy Space Princess. He was yeah. Shelby. He was Abraham Lincoln. And then just, like, assorted (laughs) other voices. Yeah, everybody does a lot of voices. There's no one voice person. But it's... What do you love about this show, Caleb? Um, I don't know. I love... uh, There's not a lot of things about it that I don't love. I love how it can just shift gears from being, like, completely irreverent to deeply profound. And then the next episode, it's like, let's go on this crazy... Uh, treasure train and fight a bunch of monsters and collect all the the end game loot but then at the end of the episode it's like oh i'm i'm doing this as like a coping mechanism because i'm avoiding my real problem by just like doing this and it's like it it's i would say it's a young adult show but it's about kind of that stage in life and deciding who and what you want to be and you kind of grow up along with Finn at the time. Like I was already um, more or less an adult when this came out. It's still, it's still something that I really latched onto and um, became a big part of my life. And um, me and my friend Jesse in college, one of the things that he said to me one time that I'll always remember was, uh, Caleb, I used to think that I was Jake or that I was Finn and you were Jake. And then I started to think that you were Finn and I was Jake. And then I realized that we're both the Ice King. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking awesome. I don't have the energy to be Finn. Like that kid, he's fucking wild. Um, You said that all way more beautifully than I could. Um... There is a level to it that is just good, clean, fun, and innocence mm-hmm. that I'm so attracted to. It just brings genuine happiness to my soul when I watch it. Um, I love the originality and the creativity of this series as well. Like, the language they use is fucking amazing. They'll, like, I guess they'll make up some words or, like, they'll use words differently. Example would be um, slam a cow that fool looks rupt or you also get like mathematical and algebraic used as like hype words yeah. like I just love the language and then I love when it gets trippy and surreal because this is one of my favorite shows I discovered during the pandemic to watch when I was stoned it is the best it um, just makes you so happy have you have you watched Pendleton Ward's newer show the midnight gospel I tried it, bro. I think I think if you did that, so you would that freak out. So there was that grinding yeah. one that fucked me up. I did that. That's what I did before we started watching it. It's a it's and a then... show for people who enjoy drugs, but I don't think you could enjoy drugs while watching it. No, no, it was not for me. And I was excited because I was like, oh, I get another thing like Adventure Time because I love it so much. Um. I love the songs when they like a lot of the music is really good, especially Marceline. I love her singing voice in her songs. And then, like you mentioned, I love there's some darkness and some depth and introspection to it. Um, There's one part at the end where Finn and Jake, it's like everything's falling apart around them. And then this lady goes, the universe is an abyss of suffering. And he goes, y'all need to lighten up in here. There, Finn and Jake's reaction and levity in situations of darkness and heaviness is yeah. what cracks me up. And the thing is, like, Finn is... So... Hi, Dan. I see you. I see you. I know you see me. I see you. Oh, God. I'm in the ICU. I see you. I see you. Um, <laughs> Finn is a character who's, like, 
he has clarity of purpose. He's unshakable in who he is. Um, this, in a lot of ways, this is a show. This is Dungeons and Dragons, the show. Like they, they go on adventures, they collect the loot, and then like they go back to home base and hang out. And like that's like the loop of their lives. And like even in one episode, because like uh, Pendleton Ward, he also wrote one of the official like Dungeons and Dragons books for. Oh really? Yeah. Um. So he he co-authored. Uh, it's called the Tomb of Annihilation. It's an updated version of uh this really famous and like really difficult grindy dungeon from the original edition of Dungeons and Dragons. But like mm-hmm. a lot of his fandom of the game made it into the show, like to the point where in one episode somebody says something like something to Finn, and Finn's like, "I can't do that. That's against my alignment." But like. <laughs> He's he's so pure and true to who he is. Um, that's the the core of his strength. Like there's the one episode where like he's fighting the Lich, who is like this otherworldly cosmic world ending evil. And the Lich is just like trying to get into his head and make him give up. And that's the one where Princess Bubblegum gave him a sweater in case he got chilly going into yeah. the Lich's lair. And and the Lich is like, give up, Finn, like the universe is a dark cosmic void of nothingness and it's going to return to nothing. And I was there at the beginning when there's nothing and I'll be there at the end when there's nothing. Aren't you cold Finn? And he says, no, I've got a sweater on. And then he beats his ass. (laughs) Fucking amazing. Yeah. Finn has got such a strength of determination and even stubbornness. Like he sits when he's like jumping into the lava, when he's wearing like the Mm -hmm. Jake suit or whatever, and Jake goes in to be his suit. He's like willing to freaking die or like be in like irreparable pain and damage. He just doesn't care. And that's the thing. Like Finn's what like a 13 year old kid. But to him, like he'd rather die than let somebody be unhappy. Like he he has that that clarity of purpose at that age. Speaking of Finn, so we talked about him a little bit. Who were some of your other favorite characters? I have to assume he's one of yours. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's he's the OG. Him and Jake are you know, are the best. I do. I love them together. The way that they interact and have each other's backs and like are perfect balance for each other. Like there's one episode where they go into a dungeon separate and they keep encountering things that the other person would have been better suited for. And they realize like how much they need each other. That kind of shit's so sweet. And then whenever they both reminisce on mom and dad, it's just adorable. Yeah. I don't know. Of, of the main characters, like, what what I would say are the six main characters. I like a lot, like Finn, Jake, Princess Bubblegum, Ice King, Bemo, and Marceline. They all do really interesting things with them. Especially Bemo. Like I yeah. think Bemo has some of the most interesting stories. Because like Bemo sort of is a Pinocchio type where like he's a created entity, but like he's learning to be a person. Real quick, the story where they go back to the Mo factory and we find out that BMO was like, was there like he was made to be the companion to mm-hmm. a little boy. And that's why he's the way he is. And, and he just has like that sense of childlike wonder and everything like, yeah, he never loses that. Um, no, I love him and I love his reflection football. Yeah. Who else do you like? Um, uh, I really like lemon grab um just, he's he's a fucking piece of shit oh. and i i love everything that they do with him because he's just so fucking a character like that cannot exist in any other show he's just so out there dude i fucking hate lemon grab nah i get it I know you get it. It's like but you you find humor in things that I do not and sometimes vice versa. So again, you and I make the world <laughs> go around as our different aspects. It circles I don't back. Know. I uh I really like Abraka Daniel. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my god, we have the exact opposite list. I like the stupid characters that like wouldn't that like there's no reason they should be interesting at all, but like I don't know. Um, and I also really like Jake Jr. And like just the, the pups in general. 
See, I didn't care for the pups. Like, Kim Kilwan's an asshole, by the way. Kim Kilwan's an asshole. He's another character, like, he's he's pure in what he does. Like, he just is a business boy. I feel like all, because there's so, so many characters throughout the show that are recurring, that they each kind of have, like, I don't want to say one-dimensional aspects, but they do have that aspect that they're more true to, that they kind of, like, lead with. Like, Bubblegum is a fucking devious psychopath and Peppermint Butler is a dark mm-hmm. wizard and apparently Gunter's the darkest thing that Hunts and Abadir's ever met, which... So there's, like, those characters that are there for that and I don't know, the ones the ones that I'm more drawn to, I like LSP a lot, um, Peppermint Butler, Prismo, I like Pris- Ice King, and I like Hunts and Abadir. Prismo's fucking dope. I love him and Jake together. They're just funny. Um, all right, Least favorite characters. Martin Mertens. Bo show. Fucking deadbeat Fuck dad. that guy. In particular. I don't know. I fucking hate Magic Man, but like yes. whenever, okay, good. whenever he becomes normal man, I actually do like him. But like he does what he's supposed to in the story, which is be a fucking annoying idiot. Yeah, he super sucks. So I also have Lemon Grab and Abraka Daniel on this list, along with Susan Strong and King of Ooh. Fuck King of Ooh. <laughs> Fuck the King of Ooh. Like, eat the rich. Down with the fucking <laughs> establishment. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Um, This is a new question that I am just adding in starting from here on out. But what lines or actions from the series have you adapted into your life or... In my case, I have one that I want to include more in my life. Oh, shit. I don't know. The The one thing that really stands out for me is like, uh, like the random cutaways. Like there's a couple points in the show where they actually use like licensed songs. And uh, there's one episode where like, <laughs> it's like the, the King of Ooh is like trying to make the banana guards and like Finn and Jake capture like this giant flying mushroom for him because he wants to ride it or some dumb shit and at the end of it like finn and jake can't get it so they bring him a mushroom pizza and he like fires them from being his royal guards uh so like the end of it the banana guards set the king of Ooh on this pizza and like try to get him to fly but they end up just throwing him down the stairs and he's like all fucked up laying <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs and the one banana guard just starts going Mama said there'd be days like this. There'd be days like this, my mama said. Just random, like, musical cutaways like that is something that I do because of this fucking show. You just like, started whenever singing? Whenever something shitty happens, I'll just, like, break into that song. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. <laughs> Now I want to be around you when something bad happens. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do. Uh, I do say, "Oh my glob." I do say, you know. I do say, "Oh my glob." Um, I'll occasionally tell my dog to get her hot buns in here or Dan. Get your hot buns in here, girl. And I want to start saying "tranch" more. I feel like it's an underused word, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start incorporating that into my lexicon. Hell yeah. Hails to the uh, um. Any of your favorite running gags or goofs that you want to mention? There's the episodes that are just like irreverent nonsense, and then there's the episodes that like dive into the deepest, darkest lore of the world. But then there's episodes that don't fit in at all, where it's just like a cutaway from reality. So I really like yes. the the five short Grables episodes, and I really like the Fiona and Cake episodes. I fucking hate that Grables guy. Oh, man. <laughs> uh. I skipped the Lemon gra- Grab episodes. I skipped the fucking most of the Grables. I watched one of them. And then his parts at the end annoyed me anyways. And then I skipped some Susan That's Strong. That's another thing that I picked up from this show is like uh for a while there whenever i was like leaving somewhere i'd drop into the fucking grable's master voice and say i'll catch you crimpy glimmers on triode flip the <laughs> diode and everybody would be like what and i'd oh be like god. i have to go <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god how are we I don't friends know. i'm a piece of shit all right bojack calm down 
Um, one of my favorite things was LSP and Turtle Princess always hey going, girl. hey girl. Me and my one coworker <laughs> used to do that all the time. <laughs> hey girl. I love, um, when Finn puts horrible things into his vault and he's like, oh, yep, the vault. That's for the stuff I can't go handles. Kerplunk. Yep. I relate to that super hard. If I'm being honest, I've, I don't do it from this show, but I definitely do do it. Um, Marceline scaring Jake all the time is one of my favorite things that happens. Yeah. I love the incompetency of the banana guards. Yeah. And I love whenever the Moes are eating or drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I love whenever, like, the banana guards have to react to an emergency. So, like, they're coming in in force and pretending to be, like, a fucking ambulance. They're just like, wee, woo, wee, woo. (laughs) I fucking love that. Oh, my God. Okay, Uh, so this is now where we get into the fucking majority of my notes, which is favorite moments, episodes, seasons, story arcs, whatevs. My favorite episode by far is We Fixed a Truck. Okay. Because you learn about cars? Uh, Because Banana Guy is played by Weird Al Yankovic. Oh. And uh, I don't know. It's just great. It's just a great little bit part. He's in a couple other episodes, too, but, like, eh, I don't know. It reminds me of just, like, dumb shit that I would do with my friends. Like, hey, let's fucking fix up this truck and then beat the fuck out of it and, like, be jackasses and just, like, sling dirt at people. Um, Not that I did specifically those things, but I don't know. It's just, it's like... It's very redneck. It's, like, a cool, like, fuck around with your buddies, do dumb redneck yeah. shit episode. Um, I love, like, the through line of that, too, where, like, Bemo's listening to Starchy's fucking coast-to-coast FM conspiracy yes, radio show. that part is great. And it's like, oh, Princess Bubblegum's been replaced by a reptile fucking replicant. So, like, they go and rescue the princess in the truck, and, uh, Bemo's like, eat this bug! And, like, her tongue shoots out and grabs it, and he's like, lizard! <laughs> I do like that part of it. That's fantastic. I don't know. I really, I really like Pr- uh, Princess Cookie. Um, Princess Cookie, which also that yeah, you remember the Princess Cookie episode? Which one's that? It's a chocolate chip cookie, and he's holding like a bunch of people hostage in like a convenience oh, yeah, store, yeah, yeah, and all of his little chips, and he's like demanding an audience with the princess, and like all of his chocolate chips come out, and they're their own little yeah. characters. So like Princess Cookie, uh, like I also I guess I just like the when they have like uh, a guest voice actor that I like because Princess Cookie is voiced by Donald Faison from Scrubs. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot like I could fucking name 40 episodes and not even come close to. My favorite story arc by far is the Simon Marceline story arc. And then you get Simon and Betty basically like Ice King's whole backstory Like, it really rounds out his character, because leading up to learning about who he used to be and what he used to be doing, um, you just think he's a big fat wad. He's a total, like, misogynist, stealing princesses. He's got, like, this real kind of dickhead energy, but then you learn that he's been driven nuts trying to save the people that he cares about, and it's just, like, awesome. So I loved any of those episodes. Um, I like the, the kind of bond and like the duo of Flame Princess and Cinnamon and Bun, what that turns into. I thought that was awesome. Oh, yeah. How he, when he turns on Princess Bubblegum, starts spilling all of her tea, like, no, she's bad. She does bad things. That's when you really start to kind of peel back the layers and see how fucked, uh, what Bubblegum is really doing is, um, And then I like seeing the different princess kingdoms, like in particular Breakfast Kingdom is one of my favorite episodes when you get to see like the freaking shit made out of bacon and pancake walls. Yeah, Yeah. that shit's fun. I like like the hot dog nights. I hate them. (laughs) They fuck Jake over so bad. Fuck those guys. Well, no, I just, they're they're pieces of shit. I just like that, like, they're just like fodder because they're they're fucking useless at everything. They're the and they'll worst. They'll just like rush into battle and be immediately destroyed. Fucking hot dog nights. Those guys suck. Um, I also <laughs> love the Marceline episodes. I liked being in the nightosphere and I liked kind of seeing her hanging with her ghost friends and her character development. I like them 
a lot. I love she sings the sad song about her dad eating her fries. Yeah. And then like in a much later episode, Finn's like going through her memories and stuff. And that's one of my favorite episodes. Hunts and Abadir's uh, like reaching down to eat her fries. And Finn's just like, dude, don't eat those. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that episode. And that's the same episode where you get naked dancing uh, baby Finn. I'm a buff baby who can dance like a man. I can shake a my fanny. I can shake a my can. I'm a tough tootin baby and I'll punch your buns. Punch your buns. If you're an, if you're evil, an evil witch, witch I, will I will punch you, punch for, you fun. for fun. <laughs> yes, I fucking love that shit. So one of my first favorite episodes was Ocean of Fear, where you get the fear feaster coming out of Finn's belly button. Yeah, and that's that's probably my favorite episode in season one. I fucking one. love it. Um, I love the slow motion of Finn's face contorting in <laughs> contorting fear. Contorting into just one. a mask of despair. <laughs> <laughs> That shit's amazing. And then also, um, you get like when he's laying in his bed bundle and Jake like releases it and he's just floating in the water with the water all around him. And he gets like the heartbeat in his eyes and is like everything like blood vessels poking out. It's so good. Um, <laughs> rainy day daydream where it's raining knives outside and Jake turns on his imagination. And so they have to like battle all of these things that Jake is describing to him. I love that episode. Um, there's an episode where Jake loses his magical body after eating one of Miss Witch's donuts and it's replaced with a baby bottle, baby body. Oh, and then Jake yeah. struggles with like <laughs> physical activity and motion. And he like calls himself chubby tired and says that he would rather be lazy and powerless than apologize. I was like, I, I get that. Um, the first Nightosphere episode I also super love. Um, was it? Oh, it's when Hudson Abadir comes over and he's like sucking up all the souls or whatever um, yeah. of all the people of Ooh, and you kind of like, and that's when he says that Gunter's the most evil thing he's ever encountered, and then he gets bitch slapped, and then Jake's in Finn's pocket the whole episode. Episode and poot. Hey, what's up with your pocket? Oh, Jake's in there. What's up, Jake? <laughs> Um, we talked about the memory of memory of a memory. My other favorite episode is Bemo Noir. Yes. I have that on my list. I fucking love that one too. Um, and that one's in black and white and that was pretty cool. Yeah. It cuts into black and white. Bemo's doing like a film noir detective thing of just like solving a basically non-existent mystery around the house of where Finn's sock is, but it's like he's interrogating people, but doing the voices for them and like beating up rats. And Lorraine, the chicken is like the seductress of the whole episode. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then my, the one that really fucks me up every time is the King worm episode. Cause it's so extra trippy and surreal. Yeah. It's like, they're all in like this dream kind of like nothing makes sense zone. And like, I don't know. It's, it's the most bizarre piece of TV I think I've ever watched and like imprinted on my brain forever. Do you have any other ones that you can think uh, of? I'm looking through some here. Um, I watched Bad Timing. It's the one where uh, PB like basically creates time travel, but only in the sphere that like rearranges people's molecules to an earlier point of time logged in said sphere. And LSP wants to like go back in time to when Brad loved her. Um, so she like throws this whole tantrum or whatever. She basically like assaults PB. And that was like the one part where she was like, say you're sorry and I'll forgive this, you know, uh, this attack. And she's like, I'm sorry. You're so stupid. That fucking <laughs> killed me. But yeah, that one's I'm a not, good I like, one. uh, like I said, I like a lot of the BMO episodes. So BMO Lost is a good one. Yeah. Where he gets separated from Finn and Jake and he's trying to find his way home. Uh, he ends up making his way home with the help of his new friend, Bubble. Uh, and at the end, like, you know, Bemo's all excited and he's like, Bubble, live with us. Like, you can't find where your home is, but like, I can be your home. And then Jake comes out and he's like, oh, hey, Bemo, where you been? Oh, hey, a bubble pop. <laughs> <laughs> and Bemo's like distraught. And then uh, the bubble's like, no, I remembered who I am and like where I was supposed to be. I'm air. I'm all around you all the time. Whenever you Aww. go into a room, I'll always be there forever and ever. 
you'll never get rid of me, Bimo. And it's like super <laughs> creepy. And then Bimo just takes a beat and is like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> He's so sweet. Oh, the fucking, the one episode where Finn has the prophetic dream with the cosmic owl in it that the mm-hmm. lich is back, basically. And so they go to Billy and Billy turns out to actually be the lich. And they that the lich possessed him, to, yeah. Yeah, that whole fucking shit. And they have to go and collect all the princesses' crown jewels. That shit got fucking... And then they did the whole um, yeah, well, that's alternate where, dimension stuff. That's like, yeah, that's like the dimension split. That's where like yeah. a lot of the, the lore and shit comes from. Which, like, I don't know how long you want to get into it, but, like, we're we're getting to the point where we'll start talking about, like, the overall plotline in, like, the deepest, darkest lore of the show and shit. <laughs> but, like, that's really the first, like, big brush with that. Because, like, the Lich fools them into collecting all the princess gems, which opens up the Enchiridion and, like, creates a, a portal to, like, Prismo's dimension where the Lich can go and make a wish. So, like, Finn and Jake have to go and make a wish against that to, like, try to alter what the Lich is doing to, like, fuck with reality, essentially. So, like, Jake wishes that the Lich never existed. So the way that that wish resolves no, is Finn that, No, Finn wishes like, it, because then or, Finn yeah, goes. So I'm, I meant to say Finn, but yeah. You're fine. Um, but he wishes that the Lich never existed. And the way that that wish resolves is that the Mushroom War, which was like the apocalyptic event that led to the world turning out the way it is in the show, never happened. Yeah. Uh, so it goes into an alternate world with an alternate fin where it's like society slowly degraded anyway, just through, you know, like entropy. But like there's no fantastic creatures and stuff. So like instead of Choose Goose, you have Choose Bruce as like the local merchant. <laughs> and shit like that and um marceline is like this old hag who's like decrepit <laughs> and like guarding the body of what what would have been the ice king who stopped the bomb that would have destroyed the world and like froze it uh and finn ends up taking the ice king crown and uh becoming possessed by it and destroying the world anyway so then jake has to use his wish to fix finn's wish And, like, originally Jake's just going to wish for a sandwich, and Prisma's like, (laughs) wait, this is really important. Like, are you... I can just make you a sandwich. Like, (laughs) Well, yeah, he's like, because he wasn't even picky about the sandwich he was wishing for. He's like, dude, like, yeah, I got you. And then they bond over pickles, and he's Mm -hmm. like, I love you, Prismo. It's so sweet. Um, Going back, there's, like, the show seems kind of, like, irreverent, and like you said, there's bits of that throughout, but there's also, like, these slowly developed long-term plots and storylines where, like, Finn's the last human, and he wants to kind of, like, figure out where he comes from and who his people are, and then, like, Bubblegum's history and like future darkness stuff like there's a lot of things that are kind of like revisited mm-hmm. throughout that build to the overall story developing and i like yeah, that stuff I don't know. one of the other big ones uh is the episode the comet So like the comet returning to the world basically is like an omen of like great change basically they break down that like throughout the entire history of the world there's like just these certain entities that always like meet up and like do battle for the fate of the world so like finn is the the most recent reincarnation of essentially the hero like the protector of the world and then like gunter is uh, a cosmic entity called orgalorg which is why hunson abadir was so freaked out by him but, like, he's basically, like, a Cthulhu monster who just, like, wipes reality out of existence and, like, resets everything. I don't know. It's, it's fucking That's wild. amazing. So I had watched the first, like, I had watched it all the way through up until, like, right in the middle of Islands during the pandemic early days and then, like, a little bit throughout to get to where I was. And then we said we'd do this. I picked up at Islands and watched the end. And then I started over again. So I finished, like, right at the comet was where I finished before we started recording. So some of the stuff that you're saying, like, some of the things that happen in these episodes, it's like watching them for the first time because, like, I forget so many little episodes. Um, Well, there's so many little moving parts to it, too. So many. And, like, 
I remember specifically little offbeat storylines that happened, but I can't seem to remember some of the big overarching ones sometimes. Like apparently patience is somebody important. When I was picking up from like the later seasons, I had no fucking idea who this chick was. So like, mm. oh, well. <laughs> Chic say la vie. All right. Um, is there, what do you not like? Anything you didn't like the about the show? The one thing that I just, I still just don't think it really worked is um, later seasons, they start doing like bigger story arcs that like essentially miniseries. None of them are that great. They add stuff to the lore and stuff, but like they do, they do stakes, which is all about like uh, Marceline dealing with a bunch of different vampires then they do Elements, which is like Princess Bubblegum and like a few other characters who are like, you know, ancient elementals who have always existed, basically. Uh, and then they do Islands, which is like, you know, just traveling from island to island doing random shit. I don't know. With I guess looking Susan for Strong. Finn's. Yeah, looking for Finn's family, looking for other humans, I guess. I but, think uh, that, I don't remember. I think they initially started going back because of like a Susan thing. And then mm -hmm. it happened along the way to find Finn's origins. But I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched yeah. the beginning of I Islands. I don't know. They're all, they're all a bit weaker. I don't know. So I have some specific stories that I was not in, nor, st not stories, episodes that I was not into. Um, the James episodes and the James Baxter episode, I fucking did not care for. And you've got your ideas, James <laughs> Baxter the horse, by the way. Uh, not a fan. Um, I also, like I said, Magic Man Lemon Grab, Susan Strong, Grable's not into. Starting season five, I would say everything leading up one through four, I enjoyed every episode for the most. I can't even think of one I didn't enjoy. It wasn't until like mid 20s of season five that we started to get a crop of episodes in a row that weren't great. So like it started that kind of vibe that I ended up getting with those longer story arcs. Hmm. So yeah. That's fine though. Um, is there anything you would change or do differently? Yeah, about like the I said, show? just I don't know, trim the fat a bit, like the the fucking mini series that suck, just like cut them down to an episode or two each. Well, the first four seasons were twenty six episodes each, and then season four I think was like fifty two, and season five was like forty something, or maybe it's season five and season six that start getting big. I can't remember anymore. Yeah. But like, I like that twenty six episodes a season is a sweet spot. So yeah. Um, the only thing I would change, I didn't want to say eliminate them completely because like. I said aside from eliminating some of my least favorite characters or keeping them to a bare minimum and tightening up the storylines, I wouldn't change anything. But I don't want to eliminate my favorite character or my least favorite characters because other people like you like them. So it's fine. Different strokes. All right, Caleb, is there anything you want to say before we marry Bay? Yeah, and I kill? think uh, I think it's worth it to talk about the the how the show wraps up actually and kind of go into that okay. a bit. So, like, one it. of the bit final, like, big events is, like, you know, Betty's trying to find a way to cure the Ice King and all that. And that's kind of happening off screen in the background and stuff. And, like, the main plot of the last few episodes is, like, fucking Gumballed or whatever the fuck is trying to take over the Candy Kingdom and Princess Bubblegum's trying to stop him. So it's, like, just a, you know succession war basically for like right. who who controls the candy kingdom so like they're all lined up trying to kill each other and then like because of what betty's doing like they all decide they're not going to fight the war but then betty summons uh fucking golb which is like the anti-god or like just like a giant demon or whatever uh right. that like consumes all of reality so then like they have to deal with that and, like, kind of the, the framing of this episode is, like, there's Beth and Shermie, who are, like, two little weird creatures that are also, like, like far in the future, like, even from the perspective of this show. They, like, go to find the King of Ooh, which turns out to actually be Bemo, and he's, like, telling them <laughs> the story of the day the world ended. And it, like, it shows everything that happened, like, they end up driving Golb out and, like, the world isn't destroyed and like everybody kind of gets like a nice little like send off like it shows uh kind of how like each character like the ice king is restored and like becomes simon again and then like gunther gets the ice king's crown uh and becomes a new ice king because like that was just his dream to be the ice king basically 
Because, like, the uh, the Ice King's crown was originally, like, its original power was, like, granting wishes or whatever. And that became, like, I don't know. I, I forget how that all <laughs> actually, like, played out. I don't know. Everybody gets, like, a nice little coda to their story. But then, like, you know, it cuts back to, like, Bimo telling this story. And uh, this Shermie character's like, well, what happened? Like, what happened after that? And Bimo's just like, everybody kept living their lives. And, like, that's that's kind of the, like, they say it in the theme song, like, you know, the adventure and the fun will never end. There's there's no end. Like, it keeps going. Like, there's going to be new heroes and new villains all the time. And life just keeps going. And that's, like, ultimately the message of the show is the, the meaning that you take from it. The things that happen to you in your life is on you to figure out. There's no, like, yeah, there's there's cosmic forces and stuff at work in the show. But like the the point of them being here and being alive is that they're together and enjoy their time together. You know, there's not like a climactic end to everything. It just it just is like life's a bitch and then you keep living. And that's just how it is. Said very well. I think that's a beautiful kind of little wrap up of everything because, like I said, it's been a minute since I watched the end and it's definitely been a lot of adventure time in between. So I think that it was nice that we got to kind of wrap everything up enough to where yeah. we're satisfied with and letting like, it go. When when the end comes, it's like kind of sudden because like it's just, oh, all at once, like, oh, this world ending God entity is here now. And now what do we do? But like. In a way, it's it's not quite on the level of like Futurama, but like it it's showing that like, you know, what happened before and what happens next, it's more cyclical. Like you can go from the finale of this show right back to the first episode and keep watching right through it. Yeah, I think that it was also one of my favorite things you talked about is watching Finn grow and age and kind of go from an innocent kid with kind of just this one purpose to he goes through some shit where he maybe isn't a little manipulative maybe he's got some stuff that he's working through and some you know i don't want to say codependency but yeah definitely like his, some, his relationship with flame princess gets pretty unhappy unhealthy yeah. for a while but like he grows from it and like the stuff with his dad like he's bummed out about that so it's like you go through these highs and lows with him and at the end you kind of like I just love that kid. He's a good guy. So like I don't know, it takes you on a journey. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyhow, all right. Who do you want to marry, bang right. and kill, Caleb? Uh I'm banging Marceline for sure. Mary Nice. Uh it's a good question. Uh, I know, I had a hard probably, time with that one. Probably Lemon Hope. He seems like he's uh, you know, gonna be a long term provider. I don't know. That's a All weird right. pull. Um, I can do better. I don't know. Bemo. I would have a very happy life with Bemo. Oh, yes. That's a and good answer, actually. who I'm going to kill? Um, fucking Ricardio. Oh, yeah. I love George Decay. I do, fuck too, Ricardio. but fuck Ricardio every time he shows up. Ricardio, those, yeah, not great. I watched them for George Decay and regretted it both times. Um, all right, I'm going to marry Marceline. I feel like she and I have a lot in common uh, and we get along well. I'm going to bang Billy because obviously. And then I chose, I'm either going to kill Ash or the fucking hot dog knights. One <laughs> of the two. Both good choices. Ooh, can I change Thank my Thank you. Can I change my answer? I want to marry Fiona. Yeah. Oh, that's a good she's, answer. She's got the dummy thick thighs. <laughs> no, Fiona's cool. I liked. I did like those episodes. I didn't have any problem with those, just to be clear. Um, all right, Caleb, do you have anything that you would like to... Oh, we should talk about live streaming yeah. for The Cure. That would be... So next month, I'm actually not going to be doing an episode because I'm going to be watching The Boys and something else that I forgot the name of um, for live stream with the cure. And then that segment will be my episode, but everybody check out live stream for the cure. It's going to be May 19th through May 21st. I believe um, you can go to their Twitch channel. You can go to their website. You can go to their Twitter or social media of any kind um, and read up on it. It's all money goes to the cancer research Institute. And I think they're trying to raise 20,000 this year. Yeah, Did I miss good. anything? Hey, Dan's going to be so proud of me. 
Uh, all right, you guys, I'll see you. Well, I'll, I won't see anybody anytime. You guys have a nice weekend. I don't know. Bye. Well, obviously we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up. Trying to rape him. So y'all need to hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. And hide your husband. Because they're raping everybody out here. You don't have to call and confess. We're looking for you. We gon' find you. We gon' find you. So you can run and tell that. Run and tell that. Run and tell that. Homeboy. Home, home, homeboy. We got your t-shirts and the left finger prints. And all you are so dumb. You are really gone, for real. The man got away, leaving behind evidence. I was attacked by some idiot in the project. So dumb, so dumb, so dumb, so dumb. He's climbing in your windows, he's snatching your people up. Trying to rape them, so y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband, cause they're raping everybody out here. You don't have to come and confess, we're looking for you, we gon' find you, we gon' find you, so you can run and tell that, run and tell that, run and tell that, homeboy, home, home, homeboy. Marceline, is it just you and me in the wreckage of the world? That must be so confusing for a little girl And I know you're going to need me here with you But I'm losing myself and I'm afraid you're going to lose me too Oh yeah, keep it going! Oh, um, oh, this magic keeps me alive But it's making me crazy And I need to save you But who's going to save me? Please forgive me for whatever I do when I don't remember you. Wow, I wrote that? Hot stuff. What? You don't remember what it means? Look! Marceline, I can feel myself slipping away. I can't remember what it made me say. But I remember that I saw you frown. I swear it wasn't me, it was the crown. This magic keeps me alive, but it's making me crazy. And I need to save you, but who's going to save me? What is going on in there? I have no idea. Please forgive me for whatever I do. Well, I don't, I don't remember, remember you. you.